Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives and how we keep the writing flames alive. (laughs) Hello, Sarah. Hello, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) How do you keep the writing flames alive? (laughs) who knows you think we say these things <laughs> enough that we should just know it off by heart but <laughs> yeah sometimes you're just like I just need to get it done get through this part yeah I honestly don't know what happened there we blip how's um, it going what are we are yeah good I'm good how are you yeah I'm pretty good I'm pretty good you've been reading lots of books no (laughs) have I been editing yes I've been editing lots I have not been reading fallen off reading since uh, we're doing book reviews in this episode yes but I have read books in the past and so I can recommend those books to you and that's exciting (laughs) yep it's not like it's the new year you can't recommend any books unless you read it this year Oh, well, this will be a quick episode. So it was nice seeing everyone. Bye. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? You can go first. <laughs> okay. Um. So the first book that I am going to talk about, both books that I'm talking about are indie books. Um, yeah. One is a cozy fantasy. One is a MM romance, spicy romance. So the first one, The Cozy Fantasy, is called The Tenfold Tenets by Evie Belknap. And it is, mm-hmm. it's, the cover for this book is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. I need, I need to like send it to you. Let me send you the link. The cover is gorgeous. It is about a, a villain called Corbin who was like going to be the best villain ever. Like he was, had this really promising life ahead of him when he was at villain school and Mm -hmm. when he finished school he kind of didn't get into any of the like major villain roles that he wanted and so he ended up having taking like a temporary job as a caretaker for a magical tenant house but that was like eight years ago and he's been stuck there ever since and so the cover for this book is like the the building with like six windows and each window has like a little silhouette of all of the different characters that live in the building and it just looks so cool. So like I I would buy this book on looks alone. And yeah. Or the story is about Corbin's like looking after all of these different tenants. There's like a vampire and a mummy and there's witches and werewolves and and things like that. And they've all been living there. It's like a halfway house kind of thing. Like magical creatures come and live there for like a little bit and are supposed to move on. But most of them haven't moved on in a very long time. And they're all very comfortable living there. And then one day a girl gets, uh, shows up at their door to like live at the place. And Corwin's told that she might be human and humans are not allowed to know about the magical world, but they don't know if she's magical or if she's human. And Corbin has to find out which one it is while also making sure that none of the other tenants show off 
their magical like like reveal that they're a vampire and stuff. Yeah. And is there a lot of um humor in it? Yes, it's very funny. funny. All of the tenants have like really good banter with each other. They're like like just the conversations between them are really great. And basically, yeah, Corbin's tasked with this and it's kind of like a, if you do this for us, then you'll get out of this job kind of thing. Like there's the promise of him actually getting to do the thing that he wants to do in his life. Yeah. So he's like determined to figure out what's going on. And so it's cozy in that like there's, there's like a mystery to it, but it's not like super high stakes. Um, yeah. It's really funny and like heartwarming, like all of the characters and the way they like all interact with each other and care about each other kind of thing and it's very much like found family uh with all of like the people who live in that house yeah which is really cool and it's just really sweet and I really loved it um I beta read for it originally did you Uh, yes and I am friends with the author (laughs) on tiktok she is lovely it sounds really cool yeah it's just it's such a sweet is it, book. Is it part of a series or is it a standalone? It's a standalone. Or not sure. It finishes, so it's a standalone, but I don't know if she has plans to. You could do another story in that world expand, if you really wanted to. Yeah, the universe mm-hmm. kind of thing. I know that yeah. they're looking at, like, they're writing a different kind of story at the moment, so it's not continuing at the moment. <laughs> What's it called again? The Tenfold Tenant. By E. V. Belknap. I seriously want you to look at the cover. Like it's so. It's oh yeah, so I'm looking pretty. at the cover right now. It looks like this painted artwork. It's just like yeah, it, that's... it screams cozy yeah. vibes. Everyone who's listening, please go look at the book. <laughs> go find the book and look at the cover because it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful cover. You would definitely buy that off just the cover alone. I know, right? Don't you want that on your shelf? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I'll definitely try this. It's very sweet and just, yeah, it's just really nice. I really enjoyed that one. So that's my review of The Tenfold Tenants. Oh, God, it's such a pretty cover. I know. <laughs> I can Because I was like, mm, maybe I should go check it. <laughs> it's just beautiful, beautiful colours. It's really good. Um. Yeah, good recommendation. Thank you. Um, so my first recommendation is um, called The River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. So this is a fantasy novel. It's for adults, I think. It's not young adult. Um, and I listened to the audiobook, and this the audiobook is particularly magical because of all of the um, the accents that are done and you know when you get a really skilled audiobook Mm -hmm. person reading it it just absolutely brings it alive um so this one is about um a guy called jack tamerlane and i'm trying not to put on the accent that she does because i like every time i read anything about this all i can hear is the i think it's i don't know what it is scottish maybe um it's it says celtic tones i looked up the i'm looking at the the cover for it (laughs) okay there you go (laughs) but then you don't know if it's um how many different ones anyway so jack (laughs) tamerlane uh has left his home 
um, which is an island called Cadence. Um, and he's been gone for 10 years and he is studying music on the mainland at university. Um, and uh, back in Cadence, uh, girls start disappearing um, and Jack gets summoned home um, to basically <laughs> help out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this like magical island where there's two different um, sort of tribes on it. And I'm going to read a bit from the blurb because it's doing a better job than I could ever do. (laughs) So it says, (laughs) Enchantments run deep on cadence. Gossip is carried by the wind. Plaid shawls can be as strong as armour and the smallest cut of a knife can instill fathomless fear. The capricious spirits that rule the island by fire, water, earth and wind bind mirth in the lives of the humans who call the land home. Adira Harris heiress to the east and jack's childhood enemy knows that the spirits only answer to the bard's music jack's bard by the way um this way gets called back and she hopes jack can draw them forth by song enticing them to return the missing girls so basically there's this mystery these little girls are going missing um there's two different tribes right so this tribe that um jack belongs to they can use magic um oh no wait sorry they have like good crops and stuff like that this is going to be a terrible description um (laughs) so they have enough food etc and they can do little magic things but the magic costs them a lot um so they can't really use it because they're kind of a little bit cursed. And then the other tribe can do the magic, but they basically have no food and no um, way of keeping themselves alive. So they, okay. And they hate each other, so they don't work together well. So they keep, like, the ones that need food keep raiding um, the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones have enough food, but they keep getting, like, it's stolen but they don't have like really good magic. They can't use too much magic because the cost is like their own health. So okay, um, it's really cool. I think you'd really like it. Um, it I don't cool. read a lot of fantasy books anymore, but I really got into this one and I recommend the audiobook, um, just for the person doing all of the voices. Okay. Incredible. And like, I usually, this is the book that kind of got me into audiobooks because I always struggled to like listen to them because I'm just so used to reading. I preferred reading. Um, But I feel like it was like a proper like audiobooks are still reading or something. Sorry? Audiobooks are still reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) now I have that skill where I didn't have it before. But it's an absolutely beautiful book. It's part of a duology so I've got the second book now because it only just came came out but the library doesn't have uh the audiobook so it doesn't really matter because I'll just read it in the accent that she had but <laughs> that's but cool. th- so there's a lot of mystery in it um there's a bit of magic uh there's a bit of romance is it like it's um, like enemies to lovers because you said that they're like childhood rivals or enemies yeah yeah <laughs> maybe sort of like uh, yeah enemies but not like 
yeah, okay, fine. Enemies to lovers, whatever. There's no one bed trope, though. <laughs> well, it's awful. I don't want to read it then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to spoil that for you. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot about um, the spirits of the land and, and stuff like that. And uh, basically you have to be in a safe space. If you've got gossip or you've got news that you need to tell someone, you have to do it like in like a protected cave or wherever the wind can't get to you because if you're outside and somebody says something the wind will carry it to every um carry it away and uh basically tell everybody in the town so there's no privacy unless you are away from the wind there's all these really interesting elements like that annoying it's like sensory overload you're just hearing like a bunch of conversations all at once yeah well it's got to be good gossip i mean the wind ain't just you know, putting out what you had for breakfast. Um, yeah. So also, I know Rebecca Ross. What is what else has she written? She's also done Divine Rivals. Uh, and there's that's one where called I know Queen's yeah. Rising. I think most of them are duologies as well. Is that two books? Yeah. 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 Okay. I haven't read so Divine this one's Rivals, but I hear it's really good as well. Yeah, I've just started it, so I I don't know you don't how know. I feel about it yet. Can't review it, but I've got it. But the cover's really pretty of it. Um, all these beautiful covers, they look so nice. I mean, oh, yeah. covers matter, okay? They do 100%. They should be pretty. <laughs> That's the reason I buy physical copies and stuff <laughs> so I can have them beautifully displayed. It looks cool, I like that. Yeah, so that's basically. River Enchanted. I like, I really like, like, this is one of those books where you're like, no idea what the title means until one specific thing happens. And then you're like, oh, that's what the title means. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. I like those kind of I books. I like those books. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I like yeah, I the it's... bard too. I like character, like bard characters. I think they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. I like it. My second book is a M.M. Spicy Romance. It is called Mistletoe and Mishigas, and it's by M.A. Wardell. It is the second book in technically a series, but it's not like, it's a series in which there's just like, it's the same universe. You have your hand up like you have a question. What does M.M. mean? You said it's like an M.M. Spicy book. M.M. Man, man, male, male romance. Um. It's technically the second book, but the first there's a first book and there's a third book coming out. They're all just like MM, like two male characters falling in love, but they're in the same town, same universe yeah. kind of thing. So like characters from the first book appear in the second book kind of thing. And they're all, yeah. at least one of them is a teacher because it's called Teachers in Love series. I'm pretty <laughs> sure M.A. Wardell is a teacher himself and he's yeah. just writing his own like love <laughs> which is great but i started with mistletoe this is an indie book right is yes it, this is also an is indie it self-published mm-hmm. yes um so i read mistletoe and mistigas first just because i liked the sound it, it it had just come out when i found him as an author and so i wanted yeah. to read that one because it just interested me more than the first one did um so it is about a teacher called sheldon who's like this skinny twink boy and he's starting at a new school um, and he's a teacher and he comes across the custodian who works there um, and his name is Theo and he's like this 
big, burly, grumpy guy. So it's very much grumpy sunshine. I was going to say, yeah. Sheldon is very much like the happy little twink boy and and Theo is just like grumpy. (laughs) Um, And so Sheldon's ex-boyfriend like cheated on him and is now getting married and he's invited to the wedding at and it, which is on like Christmas Eve, which is when the guy broke up with him originally. And so Sheldon's yeah. decided to go to the wedding, but he needs a date. And so Why? he asks Theo to go to the wedding with him and pretend to be his boyfriend. So it's got fake dating in there as well. Yeah. And then Theo is got PTSD. So he has a lot of like of his own issues because he was um a soldier at one point and he mm-hmm. got injured which in his leg which is why he's like now a custodian because he can't couldn't do what he was doing before yeah um so it's it's very much just like the two of them coming together and getting to know each other and helping each other get over their own issues like Sheldon getting over like his insecurities about him as like as a romantic partner and as like with his ex-boyfriend and then Sheldon helping Theo with like his PSD things. And it's a lot of like them putting put in situations together, like, oh, we need to practice, like we should practice kissing because we're, we're going to pretend to be boyfriend. <laughs> and then it's spicy as well. So there's sex scenes in there too, which is, <laughs> this was my first like, mm spicy romance book that i'd yeah, read i don't think i've ever read an mm spicy romance before so i really enjoyed it i learned a few things <laughs> 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 but the story is just really sweet it's also like on the like cozy but it's a romance so cozy sweet side. and spicy yeah like it's it's a romance it's not like huge stakes or anything it's just like about these two guys who are like fake dating and then eventually like falling in love with each other and helping each other through their issues and it's just really sweet really sweet when it's sweet and then really spicy when it's spicy yeah and um I'm very excited to read the other two I have the first book which I haven't read yet and there's a third book coming out as well very soon I believe and from what I hear, the books just get spicier and spicier. So the third book is even spicier still. Oh, wow. Spicy books are so popular now. They're really good. I didn't start reading them until last year and I read a lot of spicy books. Basically, I read Fourth Wing and then I was like, and that had a couple of sex scenes in it. And I was like, oh, these are, these are I like this. <laughs> and then, because yeah. I'm not a romance reader, but most of the spicy stuff is in romance, I suppose. I haven't read a lot of spicy fantasy books. I mean, they're out there. Isn't like Akatar spicy-ish? I haven't I read it. I've read Akatar, but I don't think it was that spicy. Okay. But see, I think this is another interesting thing, right, where it like spicy as a title, it's going to mean so many things now. But, I mean, there's all sorts of like, there's like romantic spicy, which is a romance of a couple of very thorough sex scenes, <laughs> not just a fade to black. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like dark romance. Have you gone into any dark romance, like mafia romance? All these sort, of, like there's some weird stuff out there. Yeah, which I, is like deeply I, unsettling. It. I have read one, so it wasn't a mafia one. It's called 
it's a really popular it's like it's called twisted love by and oh yeah something yeah. i it's read like Anna that yeah. yeah and she's written a bunch of those kind of books and it was yeah. it was like best friend sister spicy but he's like a psycho and he kept calling her weird names and and like just being very depraved and i'm sure lots yeah. of people love that like if you're into that that's awesome but it was like a market for it but it's weird eh it, yeah it totally depends on what you like so I, i'd read a couple of spicy books and i romance books and i was like i really like that and then i tried twisted love and i was like okay i have a limit i have a, a section yeah. of spice that i like to be in and i know that yeah. about myself now <laughs> see i have a couple of those books but i haven't started reading them i think i've got the one where uh the bodyguard and the person that he's protecting kind of get together yeah there's a lot of those i think you should read icebreaker i said this to you last time because you you, said ice skating no i tried i tried it but i couldn't i couldn't get through it like so i read icebreaker and i read um it's called from lukov with love okay somewhere um and they're both ice skating books but I think what I was really wanting from those books was more ice skating and they (laughs) both focus on like just the rope like the people in the romances and I'm like where's the ice skating stuff (laughs) um so I didn't make it very far but I also like I also know that I don't really like the American college okay stuff Hmm. like I don't like the I'm not really interested in like the fraternities Blah blah blah. I don't know. I just a bit over it. So I really struggled with that one. I did try, um, and I could always go back because I know it was really popular. Did you get to but the I think Uber I got about... scene? No, mm. no. I think it's like just tell second... me what pages I need to read. Okay, <laughs> it's like the second spicy scene <laughs> because we were at like a frat party, and I was like, uh, I don't care. Was it the start of the book when they first hooked up? <laughs> Um, and you know how she's got that ice skating partner who's like toxic really rude to yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, just go get another one. Yeah, that is that is the thing I had with that book. It was just like he's like she kept making excuses for him like through yes. the whole book, and everyone's like, yes. no, he's a dick. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. he's a dick. Stop skating. I, mean, I feel with like him. it just weakens that character. Like, you know, I feel like she would have been a lot smarter and stronger, but yeah. I get I tried, like, it but point, I am a bit fickle with. Yeah, it books, pushed so. the like, um, like he was her only partner kind of thing. Like if he if she loses him, then like her career is kind of over. Like I get that yeah. in that sense, but like a lot of the stuff he was doing was just like, no, <laughs> that's yeah, so toxic and bad. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, uh, my book was Mission and also Co- I didn't. You know yes. how the ice the, the ice hockey team, yeah, they got like they were doing pranks to other people, and then other people pranked them and literally took their ice rink out. Yeah. The school had two ice rinks. The college, yeah. whatever it is, university had yeah. two separate ice rinks, and then one <laughs> of them got pranked and broken, and then they could they had to fix it, and so then they all had to go on the ice at the same time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> I don't I like ha- do they have two ice rings like an ice rink must be so expensive to like run I don't know we'll the, this up. is why I like I struggle with some books 
I try. So anyway, anyway, okay, my so my book second was... book. Um <laughs> so oh, off track. Are you still going? No, I'm done. I'm done. I was just gonna say what the name of my book again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> my book was Mistletoe and Michigas by M.A. Wardell. Spicy MM romance. Yeah. All right, go. What's your second one? <laughs> <laughs> we got really off track there. Um, this one's gonna be short, but this is a non-fiction book that I'm recommending to you. Non-fiction. Called- yeah. I thought I'd spice things up a bit. Okay. <laughs> your spicy um, book is non-fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not spicy non-fiction. I don't think that exists, does it? <laughs> it's just no. an autobiography. Weird, weird genre. Um, no, it's called. Oh, it's called Choke Point Capitalism. Um, and it's by Rebecca Giblin and Corey Doctorow. Um, so this is a book uh about well, it's called A Call to Action for the Creative Class and Labor Movement to Rally Against the Power of Big Tech and Big Media. And basically it looks at um how corporates have sort of taken over the creative um, sphere, things like Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, and how they basically um, create these monopolies where um, at first it looks like the artists have a lot of control and then eventually they kind of strip away their rights, um, strip away their royalties and they end up making all of the money and the creatives um, really are just funding them and they're not, like, the people that create the work aren't getting the money um, that they deserve. So so it looks at, like, the most interesting part for me was it was talking about, um, like, audiobooks and e-books, so Amazon, and how they basically took over the whole um, book publishing industry. and the thing that I thought was really interesting, they used some other cases where um, they where a company will create a monopoly and it will look good, like the, the person will be getting 70% of the royalties or whatever, but as soon as they've made everybody reliable on them um, as a company and they've kind of shut off all the other, other avenues where you could self-publish, um, they start to drop the royalties so that they make more money and then the artist really doesn't have any choice. They either stay or they can't distribute their work properly and can't make money from it. So they get into this position um, where the artist just isn't able to make money from their art but somebody else is basically making money from it. And they talked about Amazon, you know, how you can basically get 70% of the royalties. Yeah. If you sell your book, your ebook for a certain price, which is yeah. pretty good. Um they said basically at the moment it's set up like that, but they could change that at any time. So they could drop it to 30%, you get 30%. Um, and because you're so reliant on it and there's nowhere else that you can really publish it, um, that creates a choke point and you're you kind of as an artist either take the bad deal or you mm. don't you aren't able to um it's that or nothing get your stuff out there it's really interesting um it's depressing it's super depressing but it's I think it's really interesting to know all of these things that are happening because I didn't know a lot of the stuff about Spotify like I've heard that yeah people get like 0.001 cent for every 
um, listen or whatever. So it's really, really low. But it's really interesting to see how they've um, I feel like set I really things up and how, like, precarious they are. Because I didn't realise that – I never really thought that Amazon could just – change their royalties whenever they want um and there's lots of things you know how amazon's a little bit difficult to to see how much you've actually sold over the entire time their reports kind of change and and make it a little bit difficult um and that's another thing that they bring up how those companies purposefully do that so that if something if you're not getting the right royalties you can't really prove it so they Mm. can also take it it's really really interesting um they're kind of doing that anyway with like um, Kindle Unlimited because like the the amount yeah. of money people are getting per page for that has been going down significantly. Like heaps of yeah, authors exactly. have pulled their book from Kindle Unlimited because it's just not worth it. Because when you're in Kindle Unlimited, you can only have your book on Amazon. You are not allowed to have it anywhere else. Yeah. So I yeah. know a lot of people and it's, who have and, pulled their books. Yeah, and they're kind of talking about the concerns of, well, Amazon's in charge of um the creative works that get published. So they also have a lot of control over, you know, what society sees and what they have access to. And mm. um, you can stop different different messages getting out there. And, um, yeah, so I thought this book was really, really interesting. I thought, it, uh, you know, it has the potential to be boring, but it's actually quite interesting if you're a creative as well to understand how these things work. Um, and, yeah. And see the the areas that could potentially change, and how to be more aware. They do go into like um, solutions, which every good nonfiction book does. It brings mm. up a problem, and then it gives you solutions. Um, so it does end on a slightly hopeful note, but it's really interesting. I think it's good to be aware of the like the challenges that creatives face, regardless of whether it's book or music or movies I can see that yeah being important is not the kind of thing I would read at all yeah well I've recommended it so now I have to I listen to it as an audio book though so it's really good yeah I think if I that would be the only way I'd be able to get through it I think I just don't like nonfiction. Yeah. that's just me in general but who knows maybe one day like I've expanded my book genres recently last year so who knows maybe one day would you expand to like because you're just you're just full-on fantasy and romance now spicy romance oh okay is it hey is it still young adult fantasy and romance or do you also read adult fantasy i guess adult like i read fourth wing and that's not ya it has sex scenes in it like that's yeah that's supposed to be so i think yes because I read, read spicy sequel? stuff. I no, I haven't. Uh that's when I fell off books, and so I haven't read it. Um, oh, okay. But, I, but my special edition version of it came yesterday, so I have like the sprayed edges version, hardcover. Oh, that's cool. So that's I cool. do need. I will read it. I will read it. But yeah, mm-hmm. so those were four books that we recommend for you. Go check them out. They all have beautiful covers. Probably, I don't know about your line, but yes. 
Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we'd love if you would leave us a review. It really helps us to be seen by more people. You can find mine and Sarah's books at most online retailers if you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray. You can find us on Instagram at Sarah Gray Write Stuff and Laura Catherine Author. I am also on TikTok at Laura Catherine Author as well. And we want to say thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bound Together. Bye. Bye.